and welcome back to The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody, AKA Creston Woods, and with me today, we have another newbie practitioner, Aaron Schultz, coming on the podcast. What's going on, Aaron? Uh, not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I've been trying to get Aaron on the podcast. He's been shying away, trying to get <laughs> off the podcast. He doesn't want to speak on the air, but he's got so much good information to get out there. I mean, like half of our conversations are podcast worthy. So I really wanted to get him on here and talk his story and talk a little bit about his mindset. So thanks cool, for coming cool. on, brother. Uh, yeah, of course, man. For yeah. you, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so take us back to uh, the beginning of your fitness journey. Um, so like what started you into this career pathway and what got you into personal training, newbie? Uh, you were a massage therapist too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like a whole host of things. You even owned a gym at one point? I did, did. I mean, owned a gym. Yeah, so there's a lot of things we can break down here, but um, <laughs> yeah. where did it all start and uh, what got you into it? Um, so I think if we go back to the beginning, it was just started with sports. You know, I played a lot of different sports as a kid. What was your sport of choice? Basketball. 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 Yeah, you look yeah. like a basketball player. Yeah, I was I was tall at an early age. <laughs> Must and, be nice. <laughs> uh, I just kind of leaned towards it. And it was yeah. just something I liked. All my friends were playing and what I watched on TV. So, um, you know, after a little, played a little soccer, a little league baseball, you know those kinds of things um yeah played mostly basketball and i think what happened was i got really into the um the idea of training just the idea of getting better at something i was not the most athletically inclined i wasn't super quick could jump really high really fast but um i liked the idea of um if I work harder at this, if I put in time, I can get better. Yeah, we like that we can see results um, yeah. from the effort you know we put in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think that just I started with sports, and you know I didn't really take it very far with basketball, but uh, the love for training stuck, and so I kind of transitioned that into more like bodybuilding style lifting and strength training. Um, and then I think, yeah, it was kind of like a natural progression to start personal training and see if I can help other people, you know, do the same, lifting weights and getting in shape. And, um, so I started doing that when I was about probably around 21, did that for a year or two. Um, and then at that point I was working for like a big box gym. Yeah. Um, Pure, uh, Pure Fitness, which isn't even really around anymore. No, I don't even think I've even heard of it. So, yeah. uh, a lot of the yeah other gyms kind of took them over, but um, they it kind of ruined the experience for me. So working for a big box gym and um, it wasn't what I had hoped it would be. It was a lot about the money and like what your like as was. many people as you could sell as possible was, and like in and out the door he was a sales job at the yeah. end of the day they didn't care about your progress with your clients or what you were learning it was just what did you hit your quota that month yeah. you know and did you sell the supplements and so i got out of it you know it, it was like okay maybe this isn't my thing and um got into massage therapy school and um, I liked doing that, so I did massage therapy for about uh, nine, ten years, um, and I was always still into training, fitness, and doing that personally. Maybe helping people on the side with little programs or something like that. And then towards the end of those years, massaging is when I was like, you know what? I, I do still love training. I do still am passionate about this, and I, I want to have my own gym one day and do it the right way and do it the way that 
you know, where it's about community and it's about the people and it's about, um, you know, goals and like actually and making progress. Actually yeah, what it's like about. What, trying to achieve what they, you know, came here for. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so I, yeah, I, I tried to work towards that. You know, I just kind of put, put blinders on and just kind of went for it and uh, started training with one person, started building a brand there. That kind of fizzled out, but I, I stuck with it. Um, start getting into training more and more people, different types of population, whether it's um, corrective exercise for older people or um, it was people just getting into fitness or sports training. And then um, at that point, I, I partnered up with a friend of mine at the time. And he at had. The, at the time? At the time. We'll get to that a little <laughs> oh, later. <okay. laughs> um, so, yeah, partnered up. He had already had a small gym so we had kind of founded a, a personal training slash group fitness gym we they had a few members and a couple trainers that were you know independent contracting out of that gym and i became one of those independent contractors oh nice so then did that um and from there we kind of just trickled into hey we should we should work together you know let's see what we can what we can do if we we put our minds together and our ideas and our vision and uh, we we partnered up we um, you know kind of grew that that brand grew that gym and uh, got into a bigger facility and from there we you know reached a lot of people I think we had built up to about 140 members oh snap dude. so yeah. at that time we had how big was the gym it was about 4,000 square foot. Oh, so not like crazy big, but like it was like good enough size to get, you know, uh, yeah. a good group of people in there at a time. Yeah. yeah. So kind of your um, kind of your CrossFit size gym. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we were, we were, I like to describe it, we were somewhere between like a, between a CrossFit and your F45s. Or yeah, your not small like an F45, but like, you know, also not a big box gym, uh, you know, like Elevate here. Yeah. 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 Somewhere in that the mid range and. Um, kept it small for the community, and but big enough to get a lot of work in. 15, 20 people can can really get good work in at the gym. Yeah, had a lot of fun with that. You know, we were growing that, and um, yeah, things kind of the vision changed. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not everyone was seeing the same we ideas. Seeing eye to eye with my partner, um, and it just things weren't getting bad. So we we parted ways. You know. Um, and then just yeah, from there, got into back into one-on-one -on -one training, and took a little hiatus from training. And then after about two years, got back into it, and yeah, now just really just diving in and um, seeing how far I can take it, see how many people I can reach, and try different modalities and qualities and and training types and yeah. just bringing in the newbie and bringing like, in you know, the newbie yeah and yeah. so like yeah. like what uh, tell me about your experience with that and like bringing in this new technology like how have you felt with using it yeah so working with the newbie has been great um it's allowed me i think to um get more stimulus with training get more out of training without having to overload clients with lots of volume of sets and lots of weight you know you can kind of dial it back a little bit on some of those intensities while turning up the intensity of the uh the stimulus you're getting from the electrical stimulation yeah so because I, like yeah loading the joints heavy on some people is not going to be 
uh, beneficial for them, like as, but they can still do more work. And yes. so the newbie allows us to get that done. I have a client that has bad knees, and so we throw on you know a couple pads around the knee just to you know make sure that he doesn't have any of that inflammation while he's you know doing his leg extensions or something like that or putting it on the quads so that we can you know just get the more out of it on lightweight exactly yeah yeah exactly so many yeah different um ways to to utilize it and yeah definitely you can you get more out with more out of it without um so much pounding on the joints essentially yeah. yeah and have you trained with it yourself um and what is your experience with it because i know we were talking before the podcast he's a little bit more sensitive <laughs> to the newbie than most people um so we're only on a, a couple notches up for him so yeah, we're um, on it right now yeah, yeah we're actually sitting on the newbie right yeah, now yeah. you know stimmed up but yeah. uh yeah tell us about your how you feel with the newbie on um yeah no i We've got I got the core going right now. Got the uh, the abs lit up, and I try, I try to get on it at least once or twice a week. You know I do you lift or do you do recovery? What mostly do you do? lifting with yeah. it, mostly training. So uh, I try to enhance you know the muscle hypertrophy stimulus, trying to get more out of every every set. So I'll you know whether it's my my chest and back day or shoulders, arms, quads, hamstrings, glutes. You know I'm trying to um, enhance that workout so I've just been using it mainly for myself for in, in that way and I feel like I'm getting a lot out of it I'm getting a better mind muscle connection I feel the muscle working better Yeah, I feel it like through my other training too like even when I'm not using it right yeah after using it once or twice then I go to my next lift and I still kind of feel a little bit more activation than I did prior so I think that yeah. it like has a little bit of resonating effect too definitely yeah it just it kicks things into gear to where you really um, you get a stronger and stronger connection as, as you know, your training sessions go on and, you know, I, I, I'm feeling a little bit more sore when I use it. I'm feeling, um, the muscle, like it feels like different areas of the muscle worked, right? So if I'm yeah. placing the, the electrodes on like upper chest, right? While I'm doing my chest work, I feel that that little bit more soreness in the upper chest, more activation there. <laughs> like a full there. soreness, not just, yeah, very directed. Yeah, but not yeah. just because I think that's really hard for me to engage that area. So the machine just does it for you. <laughs> the machine does it, yeah, it does a lot of connecting that firing of you know that neuromuscular connection brain connect to muscle fire i'm getting more out of areas that don't want to fire usually so that's one of the big things i notice or you know if you're going more for uh quads and you know you're you're connecting it to um you know you got your um medial head of the quad here right yeah Yeah. vmo vmo right um so if, if I'm getting that, that teardrop going, then I can connect the, the pads to that, feel that more when I'm doing squats, leg press, leg extension, and I'm going to make sure that that's the area that's really doing most of the work and, and firing very strongly. And I, I feel like I get a little bit more out of that. Yeah, and I think it's uh, people discount how the muscles look when they're activated versus unactivated, right? So. If you take a guy like Jason, right, and you put him on some of these uh, neuromuscular um, re-educations, like, his pumps are insane. And they're just, like, the biggest, fullest pumps <laughs> yeah. ever. And so it's amplified when you see it on a bodybuilder, right? Yeah. Um, and so you can see how much 
um, that brings that fullness, but um, just even a little muscle activation sometimes can do us justice. And a lot of those people that are like, you know, sitting um, at home or like not training as much, you really only have like 30 or 40 percent of your like muscle activation. Mm -hmm. Whereas like with the newbie, we're over here like firing at all <laughs> cylinders 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like this thing really activates all the way through. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you really feel it. And yeah, even my little muscles get quite a big, quite a big pump. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very nice. And then so let's take it off um, of this a little bit. I want to go back to your massage therapy. So how do you think that is interplayed into your mindset of training? Um, and does that like bring a different perspective into it? And did you learn a lot in that ten years? Because that's a long time to yeah. do um, one thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like I learned a lot the first five or six years. The last few years, you're kind of coasting. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I, I definitely see things uniquely from that perspective. Uh, I see things through a lens of. Um, how will I be able to recover from this workout? How will my client be able to recover from this workout? Uh, you know, how much muscle damage is really happening in this session? And is that recoverable from, right? Is that too much? Is it not enough? Is it, how is this gonna um, biomechanically feel to them, right? Is this going to feel like it's gonna short, you know, they're, they're, are their shoulders gonna be tight and tense because we're doing this exercise? But maybe there's a better exercise for this person based off of how they're built um, and how they move. Like which or, things are being more overactively used uh, in their day-to-day -day yeah. life too. I'm is gonna, yeah. yeah, I'm hyper aware of doing pulling motions and watching shoulder blades come up and shoulders go under your ear, right? <laughs> I think those kind of things you, you, know, you just pay more attention to because you know I've worked on thousands and thousands of people's shoulders and backs of tightness and pain there. I know that that's a huge problem area, and that is something I've got to watch out for with them. And yeah. so you can't just push them through a workout not keeping that in mind. Um, so yeah, recovery aspects, you know, knowing how they're going to feel from the movements, and just also like um, gives you a good uh, anatomical awareness of like what muscles you're working you had your hands on the body in all of these muscles right yeah. like you're touching them you touch yeah. a lot of muscles yeah. you know <laughs> and you you work that muscle and you you know manually work through it and you can feel um you know where the insertions are the muscles and um, you know, origin insertion, and you you really get an idea of like how someone should be moving through a movement, whether it's a chest fly, and okay, what's too far of a range, you know, where the 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 strength curve, right? Are they feeling tension through every part of that range of motion, or is it only in a small portion of it, right? So if you're doing something like a dumbbell fly, where you mainly feel the tension and have the force into the muscle on the end range and have a lot less tension on the, the, the you know, um, as you shorten the muscle, then it is something to pay attention to. Are you adding bands to make the, the tension throughout that whole range? I think, um, you know, having kind of a physique training and the massage, you know, background, those two backgrounds really helped me dial into those types of, um, properties or those types of uh training elements you know um yeah and make it 
more make it go like deeper into what you're doing right it's not hey we're just doing this movement because we want to work the chest but it's like we want to have a strong movement throughout the whole range of motion right yeah we don't want to fail like halfway down yeah Yeah. of course yeah so yeah definitely i think it gives me a unique perspective and um Mm -hmm. if someone's tight while they're working you know it's like hey I, i know how to help them release that area if something's not feeling great or um, have good empathy for someone when they do feel pain to be aware of oh yeah this can be really limiting to them let's do something different let's find a new way to do this exercise to where they don't uh, have more pain or dysfunction because of it yeah and I had Richard on um, last time he's also a massage therapy guy and so uh, what kind of massages did you give like per like what was your style of massage did you have like a certain style or did you do a variation of different styles depending on what the client needed and um, what was your kind a method to your madness I, I worked at, at you know one of your bigger chain um, massage clinics and for the most part I also operated like my own business part-time uh, mostly what I was just working on the general public for shoulder pain low back pain things like that deep tissue was mostly what I was doing so you're really digging deep into the muscle fibers getting to the deep layers and uh, getting tension to release and so that was mostly what I was it was a lot of deep tissue a lot of working out you know knots and trigger points and um, getting people to you know out of pain and getting them to feel better and you know um, getting them to understand how important how they position their body is Um, some little bit of sports training a very small amount um, and then just a lot of relaxation work too, where you're just, you know, people are stressed, they work a lot, and they're busy, and they've got families that keep them very busy. <laughs> and they're all tensed up in their shoulders. And and they, like, yeah. yeah, and so a lot of it was relaxation too, but I would say I definitely lean towards like deep tissue work and trigger point therapy. Very nice. And uh, with the, oh yeah, and so with that massage, I also want to ask is, do you have like three tips for an at-home, you know, I'm just going to give a massage later today. So like, what does that um, look like for you if I'm just going to go home and give my girlfriend a massage? Tips for massage. Um, long, broad strokes when you're giving a massage are very, um, they're very relaxed. Uh, give a lot of relaxation and soothing kind of right? drop you into parasympathetic yeah, yeah yeah very soothing so long broad strokes cover a, a big area um use different tools other than just your fingers use your forearms use uh, i use a lot of forms when i was giving massage fists right use the knuckles not just the fingers um you know, and spend more time on the areas that are more tense usually, like shoulders, low back. Um, those tend to feel the most like relief from working there. So I think those are nice. Tips. And is there like a lymphatic thing where you got to pull it towards the heart, or is there um, something to do with that? I've heard um, maybe just in my Instagram reels of yeah. you know massages and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, there is definitely some. Um, People that do really good work with lymphatic drainage massage, lymphatic massage, I didn't do a lot of that. I I think that's not something I I dove into a lot, but there's definitely um, 
you know, some really good therapy there on, you know, if you're working from, say, uh, distal to proximal, right? Like you're moving from, you know, from the hand to the elbow, the elbow to the shoulder, the, you know, moving in those directions, knee to the hip, and, you know, work that direction to kind of promote that lymphatic movement, that lymphatic drainage. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And then, uh, now, I was talking with Richard about this too. Do you think that the newbie could be combined with massage in a way that could be even more beneficial, kind of a stacking of two different modalities? Um, where do you see it with that? Wait, say that again? So, so, you know, now that you've been training with the newbie, mm -hmm. um, say we put on two, you know, electric gloves yeah. and we did a sort of massage on a patient with the newbie current running on a light current. Mm. Um, do you think that that could be co-beneficial, like adding that synergy to the stimulation? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely something to explore, something I haven't haven't worked with or, or done or did you know yeah no now knowing this machine i just like want to throw it on every single situation like can we put on a golfer while he's taking a swing or can we yeah. do it like you know during a massage or yeah. you know all these different ideas there's there's a lot you can do there definitely something to explore i think um yeah i think you'd have to do some trial and error and do some you know some self-practice or working with the partner that's okay with experimenting because not every part of the body, I think, is going to feel amazing when you go through it with the with the, with the newbie on. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with with this massage, if it's just lotion in your hand, it feels good. It feels soothing, relaxing. So that might be something to that you you know some barriers, but maybe I, test out on myself first. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But definitely, then. I think there's something there in terms of like how you know. Okay, maybe there's some limitations on that, but yeah, you could you know really work a quad muscle with the glove on and on a lengthening frequency on a lengthening frequency yeah. yeah and get things to relax if something's really tight or low back i think you just have to uh, be really mindful of the areas that you're going across and um make sure it's not kind of getting an opposite effect that you want getting someone to you jump. probably don't even have to press as hard or like do yeah. as much you know to with the current running definitely yeah definitely yeah. yeah, and then um, another thing we have in common is we work with a lot with the youth athletes. And yeah. so um, tell me about your experience working with the youth and the difference between adults and youth and like how, how you see like their mindsets change and what, what do you do um, with the youth? Yeah, yeah. So that's something I got into more recently. Um, my girlfriend's son is in uh, elite hockey um, right now and I really wanted to help him become a you know better athlete and have him have a good uh, general preparedness for for athletics and fitness and and more injury prevention and something so I start work with him so I work with his, his teammates and diving into that more with, with other youth and it's a lot of fun, man. They they love it. It's it's almost like you have to hold them back more because they want yeah, to do so much. Yeah, it's the opposite of the adults. The adults are like <laughs> complaining, like, "Oh, can we be done now?" And then the kids are like, "What's next? Yeah. Like, like how can I beat the other kid yeah. at this next race or whatever you're putting them through?" They, you know, they go a hundred and ten percent all the time. They love to compete, and it's I mean, it's just so much fun to see the progression for them. Just to they're starting out. Maybe they're not as coordinated yet. They're not familiar with these these movements and not as tapped into their their body yet but then you can see them progress into being stable and having more mobility and strength and being All able to do clicks like it's a 
along the way. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they, they go from being, uh, yeah, like, you know, a, a little unstable, a little uncoordinated, to just <laughs> moving in dynamic ways. And uh, you can start to see that transfer into the sport that they play. And um, they feel more confident about their, their movements and their, their training oh, yeah. and their abilities. And so you could see the... Uh, the confidence, and for me, it's it's really important that um, they have a good experience with the gym, with weight training, with trainers. <laughs> that they they like that environment because I want it to be something that they stick with, like like it stuck with me. Like becomes their identity Just almost. Something yeah. that they enjoy. So when they're 20, 30, 40 years old, they still are training. They're still. <laughs> you know building strength and staying healthy you know i think it's just you know you don't want it to be an experience where it's so hardcore and it's so intense and it's it's not enjoyable to where it has the adverse effects they don't like it they don't want to go work out yeah. that's that's been something that's always in the back of my mind when i work with youth is to make sure that's one and i know you do the same right you i always see you with, <laughs> they're having fun they're competing playing games you gotta kind of gamify training a little bit yeah more. that's what i see the most is gamifying it right yeah. if if you want a kid to work hard you just have to give them an objective and put them against somebody else in competition <laughs> and they will yeah. push themselves to no limit yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy yeah yeah. yeah, it's cool. And so, yeah, I mean, working with the athletes, uh, you just you see that change, and it's almost like their trajectory changes so much more yeah. than like an adult would. It's as that sounds, but like it, it's true. Like yeah. one click for them could set them up for for life. Yeah. Whereas, like as an adult, it's like we're doing one eighties on the whole lifestyle, <laughs> and it's they've built these patterns up over. 20 years right yeah. and so we have to unwind that amount yeah. of time yeah you get to be there at that ground level of their coordination and timing and training and you get to be there to like really build those qualities at the beginning and it's really cool because you know hopefully they, they take that with them and just build and build on it as they go yeah yeah all right Aaron well is there anything else that you want to bring up um, to the listeners? Anything you're passionate about that we haven't talked about yet today? Um, anything to leave with the listeners? You know, I, I think um, I just hope everyone, you know, gets into different types of training. I think over the course of my career and you never different stuck careers, with one. Yeah. yeah, different <laughs> careers. Um, you know, I think the evolution is I've always tried to explore new types of training. Whether it was starting with kind of bodybuilding style training, pro lifting, right? And then uh, I started really getting into functional training, quote unquote, where, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're doing more things that involve your core and single leg and using different types of tools like um, sandbags and kettlebells and maces and clubs and, um, you know, body weight, animal flow and, you know, these things that really challenge you um, coordination and using your core and, um, and, and and then from there it was getting into more sports performance so then it's you know power training moving medium lightweights fast and you know transferring force and strength into sport you know ability has been something I've been really into lately so I think um, if you're into fitness there's so much more to to fitness than maybe what you were initially introduced to There's a hundred avenues, right? Yeah. And if you don't like yeah. one, like try a different yeah. one because there's probably one you're going to like yeah. out of the hundred. Right, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> endurance training is something you're Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. And I have 
yet to really dabble into that. And so, you know, I think it's kind of cool that I'm like the only person that likes running. <laughs> There's not very many people yeah. I find these days that just like like running. It's so it's never yeah. been my favorite. Um, <laughs> even as a basketball player, it's like, you know, you just like we sprint, we sprint, and yeah. then it's it's not long distance like constant. You no, know? yeah, I just want to get the ball in my hand and, and <laughs> that's score. the fun but part. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think yeah, that's another thing to explore and you know doing different things with like the newbie training where you're you're getting new tools involved to really expand um what is possible right? yeah or just make it more fun like the new yeah. is fun yeah. like like yeah. like to feel muscle activation yeah. and like that's a good point uh, you feel like a pro athlete you're when you're on this thing yeah. you know saquon barkley's using it on the giants yeah. and you know we got you using it over here at the yeah. gym and you feel like a pro athlete so i mean it's just a cool you know Almost like re-stimulates your enjoyment for exercise. Really good point. Yeah, it makes it exciting. Again, when maybe the training is getting a little stale, then all of a sudden you've got this like new element of like stimulation and feel and and like you're rejuvenated for your yeah, training breaking again. through plateaus and just yeah. having a good time yeah yeah exactly yeah cool well thanks brother for coming on the podcast uh i appreciate you giving us your time um your mindset's awesome and uh hope to have you again sometime um in the future and awesome. uh thanks man yeah yeah so um yeah aaron schultz world on instagram Forces Performance Training is my LLC, building that, and, you know, um, yeah, you can check me out on there. Yeah, find us down here at Elevate. Yeah, Elevate um, we'll Fitness. put you through some newbie trainings, yeah. and, yeah, we'll all, see you guys at all the events. Yeah, Always Fit, too. Been doing always some Fit, yeah. Of always Fit, so, um, yeah, but thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate it. It's been great talking with you. Yeah, appreciate it, and we'll catch you guys next week on The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody, and aloha.